Welcome to Season 6 of Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, a fascinating journey into the lives of top sports personalities and their connections to Chicago. They reveal entertaining, memorable, and emotional stories many you've never heard before. During Season 6, you'll hear the likes of Pat Fitzgerald, Ron Rivera, Lisa Byington, Porter Moser, and many, many more. I'm your host, George Hoffman, and please follow this podcast through our partnership with Sports Media Watch. You can find them and this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is proudly sponsored by Vienna Beef, makers of the world-famous Chicago hot dog and a landmark institution since 1893. Find them at ViennaBeef.com. And by Dynamic Manufacturing, awarded the General Motors Supplier of the Year 23 times. This family-owned business can be found at DynamicManufacturingInc.com. This week, we feature part one with the very popular and successful head football coach in Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald. We've got an unbelievable opportunity in the opener. It's not going to be easy playing Nebraska, uh, but, you know, travel over to Dublin, Ireland to play the opener in zero week uh, is going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I I just, I can't wait. And and my hope is, is it's a huge springboard to, to uh, uh, back to competitive uh, team uh, that we expect to be here. His career reads like a novel, and Pat Fitzgerald hasn't reached 50 yet. Once the youngest head coach in Division I by five years, Fitz was 31, he's elevated Wildcats football to a place it's rarely been. There have been ups and downs, but entering his 17th season, he is by far their winningest coach. He's taken the Cats to 10 bowl games, won half of them, and has resisted overtures from other schools and the NFL. And then, of course, his two-word signature when ending any conversation, go Cats. Maybe a trademark is in the future. So, Pat Fitzgerald, tell me a story I don't know. Well, it's great to be with you, my friend. And um, I'll I'll take a venture back in time. Uh, Four years old, this movie called Superman came out. And um, I just have very little recollection of the movie, but uh, watching it as a four-year-old, I obviously know the movie well. But uh, we had a family party and uh, my sister took myself and a couple of friends and cousins to a park and she was watching everybody, but wasn't watching me because uh, I snuck away and uh, I got to the top of the slide and decided I was going to be Superman because if he could fly on TV, so could I. So uh, a few short seconds later of non-flight, uh, I land um, squarely on my head and to shorten the story up, uh, was in a medically induced coma for a little while. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, uh, to your loyal, you know, distinguished listeners, that's anybody older than me, uh, <laughs> will we'll, we'll recall uh, that's, I came to when, um, when the Pope passed away. So I was four years old and my grandma would tell a story uh, that uh, I woke, when I woke up and came to, uh, I looked over to her and I said, Grandma, the dope is dead. I couldn't say Pope. I, I, I oh said, my. Dope. So uh, that'll put a little bit of, uh, she was obviously watching the news that day when she was sitting there watching over me. So uh, that's a story you probably did not know. How long did it take you to recover? Uh, some would argue say, saying that I've never recovered. Uh, I don't think that's <laughs> funny. Uh, 
<laughs> this is just like you, of course. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was unique. I, I, uh, I had to do a lot of testing as a kid just to, you know, make sure everything was, uh, you know, kind of progressing correctly. Uh, obviously my sister was, you know, sure knowing her, she's the best, uh, probably was too emotional at the time, but it was not her fault. It was my fault. They snuck away, but, uh, um, you, you know, I, I, it was unique. I had to wear like a hockey helmet as a, as a little kid then for a couple of years, uh, I had to be really safe, but you know, modern medicine back then, uh, I was good to go by second grade, started playing tackle football. So, uh, you know, who knows where your life goes, but, uh, I just feel very, um, very for fortunate for the medical care, uh, very fortunate for my family. Well, now I'm going to tell you a story that just about nobody knows, and it has to do with Superman. So this is 1980, and I'm invited to a Halloween party in, of all places, it's a costume party in Washington, D.C. These are a couple of the clients, the Mutual Radio Network. They say, hey, George, you want to come to the party? I said, sure, I'll do that. I was, what, 26, 27 years old. So I got a Superman costume. Now, you know that I'm not exactly 6'4", 250, and the Superman costume is at least twice my size. But I did it, and I was thrilled. But, you know, after the third cocktail, I, I didn't want to fly, but I felt like I could. Smartly, I did not. And the problem is, I wish I had a picture, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, my. You've now become famous, if for no other reason, Coach, than two words that inexorably ties you to this university. Great to see everybody. Happy football season, all right? Go Cats. Go Cats. Good to see everybody. Thanks. Okay. Go Cats, boy. All right, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you covering us all year. Go Cats. All I can say is go Cats. So why did you start using Go Cats in the first place? Yeah, you know, I just, I thought there needed to be a way for me to, you know, kind of bring our our fans together. Uh, you know, when I was an assistant coach, you'd, you'd kind of go around the country recruiting. And, and, you know, I did a lot of recruiting in Texas uh, as my area when I left Chicagoland. And, uh, you know, you got the hook them horns, you know, and, and the gig them and uh, the horn frogs have their little motto down at TCU and they all do now. But, you know, I just thought like everybody kind of had a little hook uh, and a little way for either fans or alums to kind of, you know, have a little a little hand signal or a little tag. And, and uh, you know, at the end of our fight song, uh, you know, da -da 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 go cats. Right. And I just felt nice. like what? What a great way, if we end our fight song that way, what a great way to, you know, kind of either acknowledge somebody. It's funny now, I mean, as I'm walking in the airport at O'Hare, I've got just, the, people don't say, hey, Fitz, people just say, go Cats. <laughs> <laughs> but you know so, what, that's that's such an endearing quality that you have, and it also makes someone believe that you actually bleed purple. Well, you know, I, I, I'm forever indebted and forever feel blessed to have the opportunity to be here as a student athlete back in the 90s. I mean, it was... You know, Coach Barnett and his staff, uh, you know, to see things in, in me, to give me this opportunity changed, you know, not only my life, but uh, it changed my entire family's life. And uh, I'm just, you know, re really thankful for it. And, you know, as I've kind of embarked now in this in this career, as you said, there's been ups and downs. Uh, but, you know, all those downs are, are opportunities for rebounds and, and opportunities for you know, uh, you know, us maybe to get back uh, to where we want to be on the field. But what we've really, I think, built here is, you know, a program for long after I'm gone uh, of sustainability and, and, and success. And um, it's just because of shared vision and shared values. And, and uh, I think the, the Go Cats now is, is kind of been 
you know, embraced by all of our alums and all of our fans and, and just Chicagoans in general. It's, it's kind of fun and um, just enjoy the people embrace it. It is fun. And I got to tell you, I've interviewed probably some 60 people for this podcast, many with a penchant to talk. And you are a guy who loves to talk, but never aimlessly. You have a purpose. You definitely use a lot of humor. We've already heard it in this, in this podcast already. You invoke your family. So I wonder, is this something you acquired or does the gift of gab come naturally to you? Yeah, no, it's definitely something I acquired. And really? I feel I feel bad that I don't know my professor's name. I can probably look it up to give the right credit, but I took a public speaking class here at Northwestern my freshman year. And prior to that, you know, I was that that kid that like if I had to get up in front of a crowd, if I had to get up and speak at a banquet or you know, even to my teammates, I, I just, I, I felt, in, you know, I, you could tell my face would get all red. I'd get all, you know, just really uncomfortable. And uh, just the techniques and, and you know, the, the comfort, becoming comfortable being uncomfortable uh, and having a plan in, in what you want to do in those types of environments. Just all the lessons I learned in the class, little did I know at 31, you know, that would be what I do for a living now. You know, I mean, I address our squad, um, you, you, you know, you, it's not daily in the off season, but in, in season it's, you know, could be with the whole group, you know, three or four times and, and, you know, our media obligations and, and opportunities and, and, uh, you know, alumni events, it's, uh, it's something that I've grown, I think, to become very comfortable with. And then, you know, just trying to be honest, I, I think, you know, everywhere that I, I can be, uh, you know, I just try to be straightforward and honest and very transparent. There's some things, you know, I can't talk about. That's just part of my job. I, I've got to protect health and safety. I've got to protect the integrity of our players and our program and our team. But, uh, you know, 99 times out of 100, I, I'd rather be transparent and honest and, and uh, you know, just, just do everything I can, to, I think, to, to be genuine. Did you know General Motors 2021 Supplier of the Year is located in Hillside, Illinois? Dynamic Manufacturing not only remanufactures transmissions for the likes of GM, but also as a state-of-the-art facility. Its capabilities include engineering new or existing products, along with manufacturing, machining, logistics, and re-energizing used batteries for electric cars and energy storage systems. I've seen their operation firsthand, and their nearly 1 million square feet of operating space is extremely impressive. Dynamic was founded by the late, great John Partipillo in 1955 and is still family-owned and operated by the next generation. For more information about Dynamic Manufacturing, visit their website at dynamicmanufacturinginc.com. Dynamic Manufacturing. Honor the legacy. Pioneer the future. I've been to some of your press conferences, Fitz, and I've seen others. You're a very amiable person who tries to be transparent as you can, but like some other coaches and general managers, you're very adept at using the media. And Exhibit A for me is a game in which your Wildcats beat Illinois several years ago. I know it was the plan, but were you close or did you consider putting Thorson back in after they pulled it within 24-16 in the fourth quarter there? 100% no. One million percent no. Infinity no. So then kind of an addendum to Louie's question, 
Come on, guys. You don't, I mean, you guys you don't have to answer this one if you, you don't want to, but I do time. want to ask it. If it had gone to overtime, would you have put Thor's no. deposit back in? Okay. You guys are wasting my time. Yeah, and I also, you know, at times uh, that may be in the moment, but I could be talking through that co press conference to somebody else. You know, uh, there's a lot of ways to motivate your team. There's ways to get to your fans. There's ways to get to recruits and their families. Um, you know, you just, there, there's, if there's sometimes there's an, alter, there's an alternative motive to what you're doing, but um, I don't know. I'm passionate about our players. I'm passionate about our team. And, um, you know, I respect the heck out of the job that our media has to do. I, I just, I've been a part of the transition from when, when I started, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, people like you and Skip Malinsky. I, I can go through a, you know, a lot of career journalists that, man, I, I, I better be ready to go. <laughs> you're you're going to have real um, thought-provoking questions that have been researched and, and, and really well-developed and thought out to where, and, and we see it now, it's just because of the, the, the in our, our world, fan, the fandom around college football. But you see it in politics. I mean, everybody has questions because everybody can have their opinion on Twitter or whatever social media platform you use. Um, I, I remember when I had our, our PR folks way back when, when all this stuff started, just start to peruse what, you know, what could be or could not be fans are saying on social media. And let's see if I start to get asked questions that way. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And so you know, very different from when I'd walk in and, and, you know, Skip would be like, all right, so let's talk specifically about the third quarter, the second series. You guys decided to go with a run play and a big third down situation. What was your thought process there? Like, you know, that was like, hey, Skip, you know, don't you work for us? You know, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, but it was, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing and I'm being hypothetical here with that statement, but, um, you know, or question, but, um, you know, it just, I, I, I really appreciate when I get the opportunity to deal with our media friends, those that are really well thought out. I mean, you know, when, when we go to some of our media days and, and you're dealing not with our Northwestern students or those that cover us, but, you know, you'll go to media days and you'll have maybe somebody young to the profession or, or maybe just someone that's a football fan, blogger, whatever it may be. And I'll be like, so, coach, how many years have you been at Northwestern? Like, you can research that. You know? <laughs> yes, you like, can. You know, that, that, so th those those types of um, things are, are, are I, I appreciate when that research is done. I, you know, and it's not hard, George, for, for you to get a sense of that when you're talking with somebody. But, you know, our, our, our group that I deal with on a daily basis are awesome. We have a lot of fun. We maybe have a little banter and a little back and forth, but I think that's healthy. I think that's fun. And I think it's challenging. Uh, I think it's a little entertaining too. You know, it, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind being the villain every once in a while, I, you know, I, I think it makes it kind of fun and, and takes maybe the, like I said, there's a motive, right? Does it take the focus off the players, you know? And, and um, you know, that, that, that's a lot of times what I'm trying to do is just, Take the focus off of them when it's negative and, and pour the praise on them when it's positive. Well, you just said the word entertaining, and I think you know this guy, and and he, I think he was the same way in trying to divert attention from his players. Mike Ditka, when he would have his Monday press conferences, yep. that was you would pay like a theater ticket to go. Everybody had to be there. It was a full house. 
and you never knew what he would say. But at the end of it, you said, holy crap, was that entertaining. There's three quarterbacks on this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back him up. Period. Cut and dry. It's nobody's concern but ours. Nobody's. Next. Injuries from the uh, game. Talk to the trainer. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What next? Yeah. I definitely studied coach. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm like 1% of him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do study people. Um, you know, I, 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 I get, I obviously have more time in the off season. Um, and so if I'm on, on the elliptical or getting a walk on the treadmill, um, you know, I really try to like, look at the, the big games from the night before. And, and, you know, again, it's a 30 minute or a 40 minute workout. So it's not that long. And, you know, like one of my the most recent ones uh, that I just really enjoyed and I actually wrote him a note afterwards uh, was watching Mike Krzyzewski's last press conference when they lost to North Carolina in Cameron. If you're crying because of joy, all right, you're a pretty lucky person. And uh, so that's where my tears were, joy. And, and uh, so now let's go. I just put, you know, again, this is, you said it earlier, I'm going into year 17. I'm probably, I got a long runway ahead, but maybe I'm at the middle of my career. You know, I don't know, but it's definitely not closer to the beginning. Right. And, and uh, you know, to see someone that, that again, a Chicagoan, someone that built a program that, that uh, you know, words like integrity and family and, and development and, um, you know, the list goes on and on of ways that you can describe that program. Uh, I just wanted to see, you know, a giant in our coaching profession. I know it's basketball. We're all in the same deal. Um, you know, how did he handle that moment? And uh, it was just so impressive and so, um, so inspiring to learn from. Well, he's seasoned. He'd been around long enough and he's been in the championship circle to understand what you were just saying that media crush, which you have gotten from time to time, particularly when you took, you know, your, your team to uh, the championship game of the big 10, uh, the, the further you go, the larger the media is, and that's what you got to handle. Yeah, well, that's what you deserve. And that's what you sign up for. Like, you know, I would tell, I get a chance to speak to a lot of aspiring head coaches and a lot of younger head coaches. I just, we just had our big 10 meetings in Phoenix and I was uh, privileged to, to spend a little bit of time uh, with my good friend Porter Moser, who's now at Oklahoma. And, um, you know, Brent Venables was sitting there at the table with myself and Bob Stoops and, and um, you know, just having a, a, a great time chatting it up uh, just about coaching and about how you deal with this and how you deal with that. And, you know, what inspires you to, to get better and how do you get better and what do you study? And, you know, it was just really good. And um, I'm going to butcher, I think it's uh, their wonderful women's basketball coach, uh, Jenny, uh, I think it's Banerzak. She was, she was awesome. But we were just having a great conversation. Uh, and that was one of the things I said to, 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 to Jenny and, and to Brent, you know, Jenny's been a head coach, I think for like nine years or 10 years, Brent first year, I just said, you know, you, you, you've got to come up with who you are. You know, you can't be Davo Sweeney and you can't be Bob Stoops. You got to be the best Brent you could be. And, I think at times, you know, when you're new into a role, 
Um, you try to be something you're not like, I could never be coach Dick. I could never be Gary Barnett. You know, I can never be Randy Walker. Uh, I don't need to be, I couldn't be Mike Krzyzewski, Bob Stoops, but you can learn a lot from the way they go about, um, you know, that aspect of, of a very important part of our, of our profession. And, um, you know, it's, it's been fun to be a continual and constant learner. And I don't think that'll ever end. Want to hear more great guests on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know? It's easy. Just follow me on social media, at George Offman. That's O-F-M-A-N. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We resume with Pat Fitzgerald on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. You just mentioned Porter Moser, who's going to be a guest on this podcast, and the two of you have several things in common. Number one, you're both very good coaches. Two, you both grew up in the Chicagoland area. And three, and maybe most notably, you're both huge, and I mean huge, Chicago sports fans. Oh, well, no, there's no, there's, there's no doubt now. I mean, you know... I mean, I shed a tear. Uh, I, I'm going to write him a note. I shed a tear watching the last uh, broadcast of Pat Foley um, oh, with yeah. the Hawks. I love you. I'm going to miss you, but I'll see you around. I'll be walking around this, uh, this United Center uh, down the road here. Thanks a million. I love you. I miss you. Good night. Goodbye. You know, my kids were like, why, why are you, why are you watching the, the, the Hawks are struggling? And I was like, I'm watching it for Pat Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a kid guy, you know, I'm telling my boys, I'm like, when I was a kid and I didn't want to get yelled at because I'm one of you know, three and I got two sisters. So when I don't want to get yelled at, I timed up mowing the lawn to putting my Walkman on because you couldn't watch the Hawks games back then on, you know, listen to the Hawks games and listen to Pat Foley. He scores! You better <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, those are memories and that's not that long ago. I mean, you know, but my boys, you know, my young, oldest is 17. He knows Stanley cup champions and, and he knows the Blackhawk home games on TV. I know the Chicago stadium and listening to Pat Foley on the radio for all right. You know? And so, um, it's it just, it's a, it's been a deep love affair. I've always been a huge sports fan. Uh, but you know, I'm 10 years old. The bears won the Super Bowl. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, hungry Chicago, Finally, champions on this January day in New Orleans. You know, that was a game that you talk about seminal moments in your life. Um, that I loved football, but it became just my love affair. I, I, I just fell in love with the game. I wanted to be Mike Singletary. Um, you know, that was, I just... I, I just try to emulate my game. You know, every time he would be on TV, I listened to every word he said, and how he was a student in the game, and he knew where plays were going before they even snapped the ball based on formation tendencies and film study and preparation. And 
you know, he just, he, he, he never talked about himself. I, I, I think as an athlete, he talked more about himself and his preparation and the way he led. And, um, you know, I've never had a chance to tell him that, but I mean, that, that he, he made a huge, you know, I would have loved to have been Jim McMahon or hopefully in playing for Steve McMichael or Dan Hampton or Richard Dent, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, but, you know, I just, I try to model my game after, after Mike. Hey baby, we're going to be here all day. We're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Man, it was, I think, you know, those things, the Hawks and the, and the, and the, and the Sox, or excuse me, the Hawks and the Bears, you know, runs when I was little. And then, you know, first memories of going to Comiskey Park, you know, and just how dark the tunnels were. And, you, and when you walked into the stadium, it just felt like that you were, you were in Ireland, just how green the grass was, you know, and, and uh, you know, the smell of the onions being cooked. I mean, just the little things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you're a Chicagoan and you're not a Chicago fan, you're not a true Chicagoan. You know, I, I, I meet people, ah, I root for the Packers. Well, I don't, you know, I, I never will <laughs> <laughs> for the Pistons or the Lakers or, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't root for the Wizards when Michael Jordan, I mean, I love, I mean, there's no doubt who the goat is it's Michael Jordan, but yeah, I didn't root for the Wizards when he went down there. You know, I, 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 I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, but I root for the Bulls, you know, and, um, and, and then once I got to school here, you know, we just, we couldn't get up to Wrigley a lot as a kid. So, you know, you'd watch the games on WGN and you holy cow, you, know, you listen to Harry Carey and, and, and do his thing, but, um, you, you know, you never got, we never got a chance to be in Southsiders to get up to the stadium, but now that we live up here, it's, it's been, it's been great. And I never was a cup hater, uh, growing up. I had some buddies that were, but I never, I never was that way. I, and I'm hopeful that at some point here in our lifetime, buddy, that we get a red line world series. That would be unbelievable. By the way, as you said, you, you grew up as a Sox fan. However, you have become a semi-regular at Wrigley Field. I think you've thrown out the first pitch 10 times and you've also been on key, I think, in singing, take me out to the ball game. Let me hear you now. A one, a two, a three, take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. For it's one. Strike sure out at the old ball game. Go kids! I was a very, very average to poor high school baseball player uh, that uh, just, uh, I, I, I love the game. You know, I will tell you as a now youth baseball coach, dad, it's, it, it wanes on you a little bit in 40 degree wind weather with 30 mile an hour winds uh, as, a, as a dad, but it's great watching my son compete and uh, you know, he and his teammates, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Before we go any further coach, I would be remiss not to ask you about the season opener which will take place in Ireland, of all places. We've got an unbelievable opportunity in the opener. It's not going to be easy playing Nebraska, uh, but and, you know, travel over to Dublin, Ireland to play the opener in zero week uh, is going to be awesome. Well, that's going to be really thrilling for a guy like you to go play a game in Ireland. I had never been, George. And, really? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, um, you know, the folks from the, the Air League's uh, college football classic flew Stacy and I over to do site visits. And um, it was spectacular. I mean, I had a chance to meet family that I had never met before. 
in County Kildare and uh, my my cousin, uh, Sil Mearns and his family. Uh, it, it, it was emotional. It was awesome. Um, bringing college football to Dublin to Aviva Stadium is going to be <laughs> awesome. And, um, you know, I, I just, I can't wait. And, and my hope is, is it's a huge springboard to, to uh, uh, back to competitive uh, team uh, that we expect to be here. You're coming off a really disappointing season after making the Big Ten championship game the season before. So what are the prospects for this season? Yeah, I, I think they're outstanding. I, I feel great about where we're at right now. Um, you know, we're a developmental program like most schools are. And uh, I think you look at 2020, we're all dealing with the pandemic. Our guys were phenomenal the way they handled everything. 16,000 COVID tests and not one positive which is unbelievable. Um, as you said, we go on to win the Big Ten West and a couple of bad decisions by me uh, in the Michigan State game and maybe the ball bounced in a little bit different way. Who knows? It could have been really magical. RCB is going to lateral it back. Ball's on the turf. It's going to roll into the end zone and Michigan State is going to cover it up. That is a touchdown for the Spartans and that is the nail in the coffin. You know, still had a great Citrus Bowl win and, and finishing the top 10. But being locked out of the building for the amount of months we were because of COVID protocols, um, it didn't hurt 20 because we had a veteran team, but it hurt 21 with our youth. We had a young squad experience wise, and then we had to mix that with a younger group that just, we didn't have them quite where we needed them to be developmentally, uh, physically, uh, and, and, and consequently, we didn't start the way we wanted to. So, you know, to me, football like life's all about how you respond. And I think our guys have responded boldly this winter. Uh, had a very highly, again, we finally got back and able, we're really able to pump the iron and we're back to where our strength levels need to be. I think we've got and added some pieces of uh, transfer portal guys that are, that are newcomers in our program that are, are going to add competitive depth in areas that we need to have a little bit more competitive depth. And um, our guys are putting the work in and I'm just going to keep, keep grinding, and I, and I know they will. Vienna beef, two words synonymous with hot dogs. They're the home of the Chicago hot dog and an institution since 1893. If you've had a hot dog, chances are it was from Vienna. And did you know there are more locations selling Vienna in Chicago than McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's combined? There's nothing like biting into a juicy and delicious pure beef Vienna hot dog. Drag through the garden, which includes yellow mustard, onions, relish, tomatoes, sport peppers, pickles, and some celery salt. And oh, those Polish sausages dripping with flavor. And look for the spicy smoked sausage available in your local retail stores. It includes a perfect blend of seasonings such as crushed red peppers and brown sugar, creating a bold and zesty taste. Vienna products are available in restaurants, grocery stores, and entertainment venues such as the ballparks, cups, and socks, stadiums, museums, and zoos. Plus, you can purchase them online, coast to coast at ViennaBeef.com and on Amazon. And remember, Vienna is not just hot dogs and sausages. Look for their farm makers' chili, mini bagel dogs, condiments, and classic deli meats. Take it from a guy who was weaned on, then sold Vienna products. It's the mark of excellence since 1893. Check them out at ViennaBeef.com. Why are you such a daring coach? Because when it's fourth down, you have a pension to go for it. Well, um, 
Yeah, I, I just think you, you've got to be willing to, um, you know, really study the game. And, um, you know, there's certain areas, there's certain parts of games or certain ebb and flow of games um, that, uh, that warrant being, being aggressive. And it's not blindly. There's a lot of, um, you know, factoring of stats and, and, and situational football that go into it. But um, it's something I believe in. Uh, I believe in being aggressive. I believe in the power of, of, of keeping possession of the ball. Um, and, um, it's, it's been, it's been pretty successful for us over the years. So, um, yeah, definitely like being aggressive. I want to go back to Porter Moser for a moment because he, like you and so many other coaches in basketball and football are now inundated by the, the transfer portal in the NIL. What's your thought on those? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, number one, they're, they're, there are opportunities and there's challenges through both. Um, you know, I've, I've been in this role, as you said, 17 years. And about 10 years ago or so, there was a couple of high profile, you know, guys that wanted to transfer because of one reason or another. And that the head coach at their schools had the opportunity to block that from happening. And um, or the or the athletic department did. And, and, I, and I thought that was a huge, I, I didn't know that was a rule initially, you know, as a position coach, you don't know. And as a head coach, you're really not paying attention to that stuff. Guys didn't, didn't really transfer. They might've gone home because they had an issue. You know what I mean? There wasn't like, Oh, I'm not playing. I'm leaving. And um, you, you just, I just sat there and I remember saying to my staff, like just so everybody's aware if, if one of our guys thinks it's better for him to be somewhere else, you'll never hear me block a player from transferring. Now, I will educate him and talk to his family on why I think he should stay or, or maybe I think he's making a good decision. But, you know, that's going to be between me, him and his family. But you're, you're never going to see us ever block a player from transferring. And I, and I think a byproduct of why we're at where we're at today is, is that the, the rules that were in place, albeit at some point made sense, the, the inability to tweak the rules quickly and efficiently you know, just the, the process of the NCA governance system, I think really ended up creating the portal. And, and um, you know, I, I think it started as a portal. And, and now for some guys, it, it could be free agency. You know, they're putting their names in the portal to see if they can go shop themselves for a name, image, and likeness deal in their school. There's some high profile things that are happening. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. They're being reported on social media. And as you and I both know, that doesn't mean it's fact. It just means it's out there. Uh, and, you know, current NCAA rules, you're, you're prohibited from using name, image, and likeness collectives or donors or whatever it is for inducement for recruiting and or inducement for transfers. Uh, but we'd all be naive to think that that's not happening. So, you know, from a name, image, and likeness standpoint, same thing. Antiquated rules. Um, I go back to the 90s, uh, having a good junior year. We're going to the Rose Bowl. I walk down to one of the bookstores in downtown Evanston, and there's my faith or my, my mannerisms. I had a sack against Penn State. They put it on a T-shirt. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't get any money from that. You know, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think like every – like. Like always, there's rules that are in place that are antiquated that need to be adjusted. And then there's reactions to those to change rules. And um, I, I just don't think the NCAA collectively 
and I use that, that's, that's all the schools, right? That's the NCAA represents all the schools. I don't think they had the procedure opportunities to get things changed in a timely enough fashion. And that's why we've landed where we've landed. So uh, it's an interesting time, to say the least. Well, you just mentioned the transfer portal and guys be, being coming free agents in essence. I mean, I'm thinking the colleges have become the pros. Well, <laughs> not quite yet. Um, but it, seem, it seems that way when you think about in, in it. In this aspect, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. In this kind of, in, in this one aspect, I would say yes, but um, the, the, the pros have contracts. <laughs> you know, the, the, the pros, um, you know, if, if I wonder, you know, people say all the time, well, if coaches can leave, why can't players? Well, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's a fair statement. But see, I, head coach at Northwestern, have a contract. And I have a buyout to that contract. And so if I want to leave, I can, but I got to pay that buyout. If a player leaves right now, and let's say he's left after three years, you know, there's been quite a bit of money, food, training, travel, coaching, gear, you know, let's go the education, the the academic support. There's been a lot of money invested in in the development of that young person. There's no buyout. They can just leave. If I'm playing for the Bears and I want to go be a free agent, you know, I, I, if I'm under contract, I, I, I can't. And if I decide not to play, I'll get fined and, um, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I don't disagree with your statement, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah. And so I don't think we're going to be able to sustain the model the way we're currently at, the, where we're currently at. I don't have the magic bullet or the solution to where we go, um, but I will say where we're at right now is probably not sustainable. So I, I think change will be inevitable and what the outcome is, I, I really don't know. My thanks to Superman, the movie soundtrack, Duke University, NBC Sports, NFL Films, NBC Sports Chicago, and ESPN for those marvelous highlights. And my thanks, as always, to the people behind the scenes that helped make this wonderful podcast possible. T.J. Reeves for putting us on the map, Will Hatzel for his crafty editing, and Nick Tochi for our wonderful graphics. Tune in next week when we feature part two with Pat Fitzgerald on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. I'm George Hoffman, and that's all she wrote. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.